Every marriage has conflict in it. Um, I can't imagine anybody being married, living together, dealing with each other on a day-to-day basis, and not having some sort of struggle, argument, conflict. And for us, it was Dina thinking we have to resolve this tension today before the sun goes down. We've addressed the fallacy of that in previous episodes. For me, it was like, I just want to live in peace. Can we just be done with this? I'm sorry. I would preemptively say, I'm sorry. And she'd look at me like, for what? I don't know. I'm just sorry. (laughs) It was not the healthiest way to solve conflicts in our relationship. But did it work? Well, uh, 37 years later, we're (laughs) trying. We're we're getting there. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin Smalley. And uh, we're going to tie this conversation today into our theme this month, which is engagement, getting ready for marriage. And Erin, you often counsel couples, even engaged couples. So How do you help them, particularly the not-yet-married couple, understand a more realistic picture about marital conflict? Well, you look right in Scripture, and 1 Corinthians 7.28 says, For those that marry... You will face hard times, and so <laughs> you may. I always, will. I always bring that up fairly yeah. early when I'm starting with a new couple mm-hmm. who's seeking premarital counseling, just to to normalize that there will be hard times, and sometimes those hard times come from inside the relationship through conflict because we're different, and so it's managing those differences. It's not that differences are the problem; it's how we manage them. Yeah. And thank goodness we're different. We bring beautiful balance to the marriage, to the relationship, but we've got to learn how to effectively handle them. I appreciate that uh, insight. And let's pivot now to another uh, professional counselor, Deborah Faleta. Uh, she discussed the seasons in previous episodes of spring and summer in marriage. I really like this approach. And here she is talking with Jim Daly and me about the next season in her four-part series, the autumn season. Deborah, welcome back to Focus. It's good to be here. <laughs> I so appreciate our conversation last time. And, and for those that are joining, we always want to kind of give a quick recap. We discussed the spring and summer seasons of marriage. You want to give us that yeah. quick recap for those who haven't joined? And remember, you can download uh, the app for your smartphone mm-hmm. or come to the website and get that uh, program. Yeah, every relationship goes through four important stages, four important seasons. And it starts with the season of spring. Spring is when the emotions are high, things are blossoming, attraction is blooming. I smile at that. I love spring (laughs) and summer. It's a great season. It's a season of growth and give and take. And then we move into the season of summer. Summer is the season of intimacy, when things get hot. You know, physical intimacy, spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy, And then we move into the season of fall, which we're going to talk about today. Well, let's get into it. I mean, you describe fall as that season where all the colors come out and Mm. things are known. Fall (laughs) is when your true colors begin to shine through. All of a sudden, the green is gone. And there's other colors that you didn't know existed. All of a sudden, (laughs) you see your differences and there's challenges and you face conflict. It, It really is the season of conflict but also the season of communication, because that's how you get through the conflict is by healthy communication. You know, Deborah, as a counselor, and I always want to work this in because um, I can integrate my faith in Christ and helping people uh, in the mental health area. This isn't, if I break my femur, I go to an orthopedic surgeon to get it set and redone. When we have issues with mental health, um, the Christian community, we need to move toward 
uh, helping repair those things that are causing conflict or causing pain, right? Right. And some of those things are not just what's happening on the surface. Some of those things are wounds or triggers from our past. Um, I worked with a man once who was, you know, responding very intensely every time his wife asked him to do something. And at the end of the day, when, when we dug deeper in counseling, it's because he grew up in a home where it was my way or the highway. And this conflict with his father, feeling like he wasn't good enough. And any time his wife made him feel that feeling by suggesting yeah. he do something differently, he would react without yeah. really knowing why. That's very good advice right there in your marriage. If something feels a little like your response is so disproportionate to my right. question, that usually is a flag, right? It's a red flag. It, let right. me mention conflict. I think you have a quote from Les Parrott who said, conflict is the price we pay for a deeper level of intimacy. You know, what's interesting, I think, in human relationship, first with our marriages, is we don't see conflict that way as an opportunity to grow. Conflict is something to avoid, mm -hmm. potentially. Um, I like encouraging people to move toward conflict. I think we do learn a lot. And maybe conflict is too hard a word, but when you can put things on the table, so to speak, get things out of the darkness, yeah. where I think the enemy of our soul operates, he loves when you keep things in the dark because mm -hmm. he can work his mischief and all that. But when you, as a, especially a, a married couple, can bring these things into the light and say, I don't know why I'm reacting this way, but it feels terrible when you say it to me that way. What an awesome moment. Right. Yeah, we shouldn't fear conflict. We should embrace it because it really is the key to deeper intimacy. And and it's not conflict that's the problem. It's how we handle that conflict. I think some people are conflict avoiders because maybe in their past, conflict never brought um, healing. Conflict mm -hmm. never led to a resolution. But that's unhealthy conflict. So instead of avoiding conflict altogether, we have to learn to navigate it in a healthy way. What if you um, describe it this way? A person, you know, again, uh, let's say a wife, and it can be a husband as well. I, I get that. But let's just say a wife who feels like it, it costs me too much to raise, to get into conflict with my husband. So you're, you have this value proposition constantly. If I say this, then he responds with anger, whatever it might be. How do you move to a place to have the courage to get that out there so it could begin to uh, be dealt with? Well, so many people think that they're good at navigating conflict, but they're actually not, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of the problem. I may problem. be in that category. I don't know. <laughs> it's something that I see even with women or men who say, well, when I tell my spouse something, this is their reaction. But what we have control over is only what we have control over in ourselves. We can't control how they react. So I, I really teach people things like I statements. I'm feeling hurt by this. You know, I need help in this area. I'm struggling rather than you did this and you're, you need to work on that. And even if you say it gently, you need to work on this. That's not going to bring about the response that you want. But when you can learn to, to say what you need in a respectful way, things begin to change. Okay, Greg, so some people might be listening to Deborah and uh, talking about the true colors coming out, thinking, if only my spouse would handle conflict better. I wish it were, I wish they did conflict better because I have a pretty good uh, handle on it. Why is it uh, important not to try to control our mate in anything? <laughs> well, first of all, it doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> so it's an utter waste of time. 
But but honestly, if if my only option within conflict is to get Aaron to be different, to change in some way so that I feel better, that's a terrible system that I've created. In other words, my my well-being, my emotional happiness, whatever it is, if that's dependent upon her, mm. man, then then I have to really learn how to control and manipulate her. That's not who I want to be. I don't want that at all. She's she's tapping me. Yeah, nor oh. does it work. <laughs> because when you attempt to do that, you will be met with resistance. Yeah. And so if there was conflict prior to you trying to control them, well, guess what? I'm sorry what? to laugh, but I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, I tried once to tell Dina how she could be better, and it did not work. Yeah, it was like figure. there was total resistance. I, I will often yes. use the analogy of, let's say, our neighbors, which there's some people in our neighborhood who put in a rock, uh, a rock yard. Like their entire... This is Colorado. Yards cost money, so rocks. Yeah. Yeah. The entire yard is rocks. And Your I always, facial expression right now is priceless. <laughs> well, you don't like it. <laughs> you know, I always say, what if I went over there and said, you know what? I've got some sod out in my, my car, and I'm going to help you lay that sod and get rid of this ugly rock. But they'd have to pay for the water. And I'd pay to watch Aaron lay sod. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a but think about what would they say to me? They would say, get out of my yard. Ah. Get away from... From my yard. It's my this yard, is my not yard. Yours. And that's exactly what goes on in our relationship mm. that when you're focusing on your spouse, you're in their yard. And what what are they going to say to you? They're going to say, get out of my yard. That's not your job. That's my job. And I, I love what Deborah was saying about, you know, often people think that they're really good at conflict. Well, typically when we're triggered, because that's what starts conflict yeah. and brings us into conflict. Typically, we're not thinking clearly anyway. So no, we are not showing up good in conflict. And, and probably for me, I, I want to be successful when we are engaged in conflict. And I know that there is no win to try to get Aaron to change so that I feel better. And I, I want to feel empowered. And I know thus that I can control me. And so instead of focusing on her, it's almost like in the Bible, it, it says, you know, why do you look at the dust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the log mm-hmm. in your own eye? Yeah. And it's saying, first, deal with you. I have often tried to hand write that differently in Aaron's Bible. So it says, <laughs> you know, that you know, that I should first look at her and change her. But that's really work. not at all what the the scripture is telling us. First, I need to deal with me, and that's where the true power lies, mm-hmm. because then I can make those changes, really get myself sort of calmed down, de-escalated, and, and then with, with more of an open heart, go back, and then Aaron and I can talk through this stuff. So what I hear you saying is, if we have any tension, let it begin with me in terms to. of uh, seeking out what God uh, might want here. And who might need to move first? Well, let me be the one. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're struggling because conflict never turns out well, and it's a real uh, struggle for you and your spouse, please know that we're here to help. If you can't reach out to a friend, uh, to a pastor in your community, then give us a call, and we'd be happy to have a free consultation with you over the phone and point you to somebody in your area that can help you walk through this. It might take, actually, a third party, a professional, to help you walk um, in a new way in your relationship, it'll be worth it. Again, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. We'd also suggest getting a copy of Deborah's book, Love in Every Season. We'll send that to you for a gift of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Either way, donate today, and uh, we've got details in the show notes. 
Next, we'll hear from Chuck and Ann Bentley. They'll be uh, here to talk about overcoming financial tension as a couple and uh, kind of continue this theme. Uh, for now, on behalf of the Smallies and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm.